are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So I might have copied and pasted a, a few ah. messages, but... I am well. I'm quite well. So thanks. I appreciate it. We are really excited to have you coming to see us again in the UK. Uh, one of your stops on the tour is Birmingham in the West Midlands. And I wanted to prep you a little bit for the West Midlands, if you don't mind. Hit me. Okay. Uh, I've got some West Midlands slang that might prove useful should you get to oh, chat boy. to the locals. Okay. okay. All right. I appreciate that. Cool. So, um, all right, Bab is hello mate so basically it's a hello so all right bab all right bub all right bab okay all right. it's good uh boston which normally boston. means boston something's very good or great boston oh, that boston. Is. boston got you and uh tara a bit which is goodbye tada a bit tara a bit tara a bit tara a bit okay tara a bit so okay. should hopefully hold you in good stead should you end up in conversation with folk. Got you. I think I'm just going to stay quiet uh, because uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to butcher these things. So it's going to be a lot of he- polite head nods from me. Do you have any memories of wrestling in the United Kingdom? Oh, of course. Uh, obviously, I feel like the, the UK crowds are obviously, they're very special crowds. They're always, it just, it just everything feels different with the UK crowd. So uh, I I, uh, I feel like our UK crowds tend to be our, our smarter fan bases. You know, they uh, they are not afraid to to let you know they don't care for you if that's the case. So uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, the UK crowds always great. Um, before we get into the wrestling stuff, you you are breaking all kinds of records in in the powerlifting world in uh, in Florida. I mean, what before you got into wrestling? I know you were a fan of wrestling as a kid, but what got you into powerlifting? Uh, so actually, I started powerlifting after I got signed with WWE. I was in FCW at the time. And Rob McIntyre, uh, who's like John Cena's best friend, they grew up together. Uh, we were training at his gym, Cena's gym. 
but Rob was training us and Rob pretty much was just like, Hey, is this something that you might want to do? So it's actually a bit of a common misconception. A lot of people think that I was powerlifting before I got signed, but I was already training for about a year or so. And then we started doing some powerlifting in Florida. Then, you know, just uh, not to brag uh, too much, but I won a little, a little national championship at, at super heavyweight uh, as a powerlifter. So yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, okay. So with the wrestling stuff, so by this point, you're, you're in Florida championship wrestling as well. You, you, you were bit by the wrestling bug as a kid. Um, who was the wrestler that first jumped out at you and made you fall in love with it? Uh, man, I definitely had, I had other favorites, but the, the guy who was my guy was Goldberg. And I've said this a lot in, 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 in interviews before, but so I got a chance to meet him. Um, he was at a signing, I think some in-store, uh, this is probably the late, late nineties, you know, WCW was still a thing. And uh, I remember meeting him and he was so cool, had a smile on his face and it just really stuck with me as, you know, and that's my hope. Anytime I'm, I have an opportunity with, with kids or whatnot to never be rude, to never be short because that roughly 30 second interaction or so that I had with Goldberg over 20 years ago, I still so fondly remember. I still have upstairs. I still have that autograph eight by 10 from Goldberg. So uh, that was such a special memory. You know, they, a lot of people say never meet your heroes, but I got to meet my hero and he was really cool. And uh, yeah, that's so Goldberg was my guy as a kid. I remember taking a trip to Atlanta. I uh, we went to underground Atlanta. I bought a Goldberg shirt. I think that might've been the only wrestling shirt I had as a kid was uh, that Goldberg shirt. And uh, I wore it everywhere. Uh, from having a Goldberg shirt over your shoulder, fast forward, uh, you currently have the WWE Championship over your shoulder. Do you think that the Big E, who was, had 30 seconds with Goldberg, would have envisioned what is happening for you right now? Not a chance. Not a chance. Uh, and I, I tell so many of my friends, too. I, I just generally just feel wildly blessed. I'm so grateful for the, the point I'm at in my life, even beyond my job. Uh, just so many good things are happening in my life. And I, you know, just getting to this point of being at peace and just really being like truly happy, finding self-love. It's, it's all just, it, it's been a real journey for me. I never envisioned, for one, uh, even though I was a big wrestling fan as a kid, I never dreamed of being a wrestler for some reason. It just, it's, I guess it's one of those things, this job is so unique and weird in many ways that it's, it's something that I just never fathomed as something that I could do. It just never crossed my mind. Um, so, I, yeah, I never really thought I'd get to having this on my shoulder as a kid. I never would have fathomed. And it's kind of wild to think, um, you know, when I was watching wrestling as a kid with my dad, flipping back and forth between Nitro and Raw, uh, never in a million years would I have fathomed that I would not only be in WWE, but uh, to have as many accolades and have all these just incredible opportunities that we've had as the new day uh, with my singles run as well. So it, it's uh, life is wild. It's very wild. What do you think you would have done instead? So my plan actually, so I got signed right out of grad school and my plan at the time was to spend another year working on my master's and then uh, start working on my PhD. So that was my goal. And uh, I wanted to, be an athletic director, get into some kind of an athletic department and be either be an associate AD or head AD. But I just always love sports. And I feel like sports always brought me so much value. And uh, I just kind of wanted to help other athletes that were 
you know, in, in college and kind of help them on their path. So that was, that was my hope. Do you get to use any of those skills that you would have used in that field in doing what you're doing now? Because obviously as WWE champion, there comes sort of a, a, a responsibility as, you know, I know you don't like the term locker room leader, but like as a, as, as somebody that people can go to, do you feel like you're using some of those skills now? I suppose a bit. So I was a, I was a teaching assistant in college, my one year of grad school. And that, you know, you are, you have to, you have to deal with, uh, students coming up to you, asking questions, looking for guidance and whatnot. Uh, and, and you are right. I, I don't see, I guess I'm also a person who never really, I'm, I'm at nature, a quiet, introverted young man. I will, always was. And uh, so I realized, I feel like I've kind of, not that I'm a leader per se, but I have realized, you know, there are certain people who are younger than me or whatnot that uh, I, I really have kind of just enjoyed being in this more veteran role uh, and whether it's offering advice or, or just trying to be a good example, I think oftentimes, you know, when I came up, I heard these horror stories about wrestling locker rooms. And what I love is with Kofi and Woods and myself, we all see it the same way. We all wanted to leave an impression on the industry, not only on screen, but also behind the scenes, that you can be kind, that you can be welcoming, that you don't have to, uh, you know, haze extra talent or younger talent that like we can make this a welcoming place and sure like you know you still there's still a certain you know level that you want to keep people at as far as you know it's not we're not just here to just have fun we want to put on the best product possible but I also think we, we can do that we can hold people to a certain standard but we can also have a locker room that's inviting that people are excited to show up to work to so that's been important to me so uh you know I, I guess it's something Someone who never really envisioned themselves as, as being a leader I never really wanted to be. Sometimes life just kind of thrusts you in these positions where more is asked of you. And I, you know, I often think of that, that quote, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And I feel like I've been so blessed and given so much that uh, my hope is that I can give back to an industry. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. That's given so much to me. 
I think a great example of that is um, I, I read that when you won the, the WWE Championship, you had 144 text messages on your phone. Yes, yes. 144 <laughs> missed texts, yes. Four hours in, in the car answering those. How long was it before it became, thank you, I appreciate, copy, send, copy, <laughs> paste, send, copy, paste, send? No, I, so I really wanted you to sure? do, No, I... I so I might have copied and pasted a, a few messages, ah. but but I did my best. <laughs> it was overwhelming. So this is Absolutely. it took me it took me three days, and so I had the initial 144, and then they just kept coming in and kept coming, and that's DMs and whatnot. And for anyone who actually has my number and reached out, I, I wanted to say if anyone took the time to, to have a heartfelt message, I wanted to to offer a heartfelt thank you as well. So it, it did take me a while, but it was uh, it was it was a lot. But it's just so cool to get to this point where my peers, fans, uh, you know, people I'd known for 20 something years, so many people reached out and were so absurdly kind. And I'm grateful for, for every positive, warm message. I do appreciate it for real. Uh, one person that you speak so highly of, especially after you won the title, uh, is Brody Lee. Somebody I know has had a positive impact on your life and many others. Uh, uh, we we lost Brody Lee last year, but is there a memory, a story that you have with Brody Lee that that always makes you smile, even on a even on a down day? Uh, man, there are just so many uh, little ones. This uh, so this isn't a specific story, but I know even after so even after he left WWE. Um, you know, I, the thing that I love uh, when I look back is I don't have any regrets in that, you know, I didn't talk to my friend as much when he was gone or I didn't see him as much. You know, thankfully, he lived about 15 minutes from me and uh, I got to see him all the time at the gym and we texted on a daily basis. And I really just love the fact that, you know, the last what year or so after he was done with WWE, we might have been even tighter. We talked all the time on, like I said, on a daily basis. We, I'd see him in the gym. Uh, he just he, he's a guy who just brighten my day. You know, like one of those friends you just end up seeing and it feels like your whole aura is lifted. He just, he was a guy, if I bumped into him, I, you know, because oftentimes we were talking every day, but I wouldn't necessarily talk about my gym schedule. So I didn't know when he'd be in there. But when I'd see him and we'd have those moments, uh, you know, I just always harken back to, we'd just be foam rolling sometimes before we started working out, just talking about life. I loved how much this man loved his family. He would talk all the time about little Brody's wrestling tournaments and how nervous he would get. He'd send me videos. Uh, one of the things that I love too with him is often if we were, we might be eight hours from Rochester when he was still living uh, in Rochester, New York, we, we might have a show eight hours away. And he, instead of taking the morning flight that might, let's say the morning flight got him there, uh, got him home at noon. If there was an opportunity to make a drive, he would drive the entire night after the show that would get him there a few hours early. If he could get there at eight or 9 a.m. instead to be there with his kids, uh, to be there with his, his wife, he would do that. And on a, on a regular basis all the time. So uh, I love that he was such a, a devoted family man. And I think sometimes you have, you have people in your life that you love and that you care about and they're your friends, but you know, like, eh, sometimes they do some stuff that, eh, I love that he was the kind of friend that I can speak about, uh, I can compliment openly with no worries that there was any issue with his character or anything I had to hide. Like he's the kind of guy, and I love the outpouring of stories from, from fellow wrestlers, from people who had known him before I did, from people who had just met him. So many people talked about those acts of kindness 
Brody is the kind of guy who would call you uh, if he knew you were in a bad spot or in a bad way and just offer a word of advice. Uh, he paid for people's gear. He was just such a, a kind dude. Under that gruff exterior, uh, he was such had such a massive heart and such a great dude. And uh, it's hard really just to isolate one story or one instance because uh, I'm grateful for all the memories that I have of this man. There's so much love there. And um, we talk about family and wrestling. Uh, the New Day, very much family with yourself. It's uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. You guys have been around together. I want to I wanna give you a, a would you rather for, for this. So would you rather uh, a, a three-way match with all three of you fighting each other or you in a stable full of chickens? <laughs> uh, I assume that I don't think I talk about this a ton, but I, I might have mentioned my my chicken phobia. You certainly did. Uh, sir. <laughs> yes, live live chickens. Um, I I will. I cannot. I cannot fight my brother. So I will. Uh, much to my chagrin, I will take this the stable of chickens and just pray that none of them peck my uh, legs to to death. Where so, did it come see. from? This fear of chickens. I, so I, I, I was going to say I don't know, but I think I might know. So my dad, uh, I, I don't know if this is a common thing when he was growing up in Jamaica, but we live in, when I was a kid, we lived in a very residential picket fence, suburban neighborhood. But there's one moment where instead of like, he would go to a meat market oftentimes and buy meat, but every now and then he would buy live animals and he would put them in the backyard and then he would slaughter them in the backyard. So as a, I, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably somewhere between five to eight. I saw him, you know, put a chicken on, on the block. And I, I apologize if this is graphic, but he cuts the chicken's head, head off. When you're a young kid, seeing a headless chicken fly about right outside of your bedroom, I think that's what did it, honestly, <laughs> when I talk about it. I think that's what scarred me is seeing this chicken in the last minutes of his life or her life flying around the yard before eventually giving up the ghost. I think that's what did it, honestly. I, I, fact, I can I imagine that was. That's what did it, yes. So the chicken, the chickens, yeah. He also, I also had to help him slaughter, I didn't help him slaughter the goat, but he hung this goat on the picket fence and I guess he cut it in like down the, the seam. It was hanging from the fence and I had to hold a skin flap of this goat. Mind you, I'm a, I'm a kid. I'm a little soft kid. I didn't grow up on a farm. I didn't grow up living like this. This is not stuff that I'm accustomed to. So yeah, that's why I think that's why uh, like farm animals spook me. Still, I get that. I get that completely. Yeah. <laughs> On a lighter note, away from Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, WWE in the UK. You're going to be all over the north of the UK, and you're going to be in Birmingham. Uh, tell us if you people aren't convinced yet. Tell us what a night with the WWE is going to be like, Biggie. It's going to be incredible. I tell everyone, you know, watching it on TV, that's incredible. But being there in person, being able to to reach out, slap hands, uh, you know, fist, you know what I mean, bump bump fist. Don't make it weird. Uh, with with your favorite superstars is, is is a pretty cool opportunity. It's really really cool, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, for us as performers, those live events are so much fun because we have the freedom to interact, to play. Uh, it's going to be an incredible time, and we also have not been. I know there was a UK tour uh, a few weeks ago. I was not on it, so I have not been to the UK. Since the pandemic, it's been way too long. So we're excited to get back there in front of you. It's going to be live. It's going to be loud. It's going to be ex exciting. And you see all your favorites from Raw, including me, your WWE champion. So make sure to be there. Come see the Don't big meaty men slapping meat. WWE <laughs> champion, Biggie. Thank you for joining us today. And all the best on the UK tour. To our event. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 